0: You got a suit? And suit up. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry.
1: Because I'm with you to the end of the line.
2: Because that's what he wished to do.
1: What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and thank you for tuning in to the Dynasty Warzone podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and we have got a huge show for you. But before I get into all that, I want to remind you that we are the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Football Factory.com, and we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And uh, we got a big event this weekend. It starts on Thursday. We've been looking to looking forward to it for 12 months. Uh, ever since Avengers Infinity War came out, it, this Thursday, the end game, it is upon us, but it's also the NFL draft. So in honor of that, uh, I had to assemble a team. And man, did I ever assemble a team for you, the listeners, this week? We're gonna do a three-round. We've been doing a lot of two-round, but we're gonna do a three-round super flex and Titan Premium mock draft. Uh, but before I get into all that, i've got to, i've got to introduce you to the team now this uh this first member of the team you are uh, quite familiar with uh, i'm calling him thor he's got a nice beard the ladies seem to love him you know him as the man of the hour the man with the power at jerry sin dff jerry what's going on tonight sir
3: not much at least a few women like me i got my mom i got my sister I got the wifey. I mean, that's the extent, but I appreciate the love. How excited are you for Avengers? The uh, people know uh, I am not a superhero guy, but you are, I mean, you're sleeved out.
1: Uh, you know, it, it, it's a big weekend. We're going to let one of our guests talk about how, like the big 3 Pete for him. I, I'm not the biggest game of, of Thrones guy. I know a lot of our guests are uh, you got that you got you got like you know what I know people loved the special Avengers intro that, that I created for this episode but at some point I'll create a nice uh, Game of Thrones intro for you guys. but let' start uh, let's start bringing in our guests. Uh, our first guest is uh, he's, he's our Black Panther on this team. He's a non-American that kicks total ass. You know him as JD. Of the goat district podcast at goat district on twitter with his co-host dan williamson jd it has been a while my friend but welcome back to the dynasty Warzone. it is an honor my friend thanks for having me yeah man uh looking forward to it uh how are things over there at the uh the goat district podcast you guys have been kicking some major butt every thursday it seems like lots of amazing guests i've heard Bosch on there i've heard kevin catillo
4: yeah man we've been blessed Yes, you got a couple of them on tonight. Sal was on uh, a while back. We hope to have him back soon. We got uh, in the month of May Ryan McDowell, uh, Jordan McNamara, just to name a couple. So yeah, man, we try to bring in the big, big guests, bring in uh, some knowledge for our listeners. You know,
1: absolutely. And this next guest is uh, is is our Captain America. He's a good leader. He's got a strong presence. And uh, he has to keep a guy who's very snarky and uh, sarcastic like Tony Stark in line. He's our Captain America. He's back from last week. It's Seth McKinley uh, at Seth Seth FF fellas. Seth, welcome back uh, one week later.
0: It is a pleasure to be here. I was very curious to see what Avenger I would get. And I'm a little surprised that it was Cap uh, because usually it's Kyle trying to keep me in line, I feel like. But uh, nonetheless, great to be here. I'm very excited for all three major events happening this weekend.
1: You, you are the one guest that I know that loves all three. If you listen to the Tuesday, which if you're listening to this on Wednesday when the Warzone drops, you would have heard on yesterday's uh, Fantasy Football Fellas that that Seth is a big lover of the Avengers. Kyle, not so much, but uh, you're also a big Game of Thrones guy like Jerry.
0: I, I was humming along with you, Jerry, uh, for that theme song. I just, I don't know if I'm gonna be emotionally like intact after this next weekend, so I'm I'm glad I was able to get on the Dynasty Warzone one more time before I become a complete wreck of myself. I might
3: snap my laptop over my knee too, so don't feel bad.
1: And uh, our 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 next guest is the the youngest member of the team. So just like the youngest member of the Avengers, he's our Spider Man. He's our friendly neighborhood Spider Man trolling the uh, mean streets of New York City. You probably know him better as a writer for the DLF, and he is the uh, co-host of the new Flex. and I, I did not mispronounce that I do mispronounce a lot of words but that's Zuper that's Z-O-O-P-E-R flex the Flex podcast with his co-host Matt Price FF. This is uh, Bobby Koch aka Spider-Man. Bobby, welcome to the Warzone for the first time.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me guys. I'm excited to be here about as excited as Spider-Man would be being asked to join the Avengers. This is a great group
1: you guys have here. I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit before we get going into the show about the Superflex. I think you guys are coming up on episode number two. Yeah, we just dropped episode two today.
5: It was uh, speaking of John Bosch, I guess he's just making the rounds. He was our guest as well. We did a rookie mock. It's a super flex based podcast. We talk about quarterbacks and animals because Matt is a senior zookeeper. So you'll hear a lot of animal comparisons for different quarterbacks.
1: Uh, and, and shout out to Matt. He is a, a very good co-host. He, he does a lot of other podcasts. You probably know him. If you're not following him, you should be. And our last guest, he's a returning guest as well. And he, he's our incredible Hulk. A, because he's incredible, but not just because he's massive or because he's green, but because he's always angry. Uh, and I, I say that with all sincerity because we love Sal. It's Sal Lito of the Fantasy Football Funhouse podcast. He is also a contributor over at Fanball. And uh, he does that with uh, Kevin Cattillo and Steve, his co-host. Sal, welcome back, buddy. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't know what makes you think I'm always angry, but I'm a little pissed off that you introduced me. That way. <laughs> you, you see, that's I love it with the guests. Work with you. It's 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 amazing. Uh, so so how are like things? It, you you guys have been recording again fairly regularly. You had a little bit of a hiatus, and uh, you but you're back. <laughs> Actually, we were we had a big hiatus, and then we came back and did one episode,
2: and then we, <laughs> and then we stopped again. Um, I've been I've been making the uh the rounds myself. I was recently on the fantasy football round table. Um I was recently on uh I think I was all with the fellas this off season, right? Is that right, Seth? I was all with you guys back in, the, uh, in in March, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, um, That was definitely one of the the tight end round table.
2: Yeah, I did another tight end show last week with the fantasy football round table guys. So, um yeah, we decided to just push it back till after rookie draft uh kevin as you know is on a couple other podcasts he's been busy with those but i think it's interesting that uh bobby had john Bosch on uh because his co-host does a show with john Bosch, and then i had john Bosch on my podcast with kevin because he does a podcast with kevin so it's it's all like nepotism these guys they just all go on each other's
1: hey jerry write this down because jerry is the uh the show scribe he's the writer downer we got to get John Bosch on this damn podcast. Yeah, this see, is the this only is podcast. Wait till not- you see the
2: haircut, Randy. He resembles you now.
1: Oh, good. Uh, I've been on the GOAT cast. I, I know John's been on a few times with JD and Dan. And back when I was doing some co-hosting and some helping with those guys, we had Bosch on. And he, he's a great guy. So um, the reason for this is we're calling this the end game. This is the end of our rookie pre-NFL draft mock series. Uh, we'll start up some again later in May. Uh, next week, we'll be on with another guest and we'll you know have some quick reactions to landing spots, things like that. Then we're going to get into some stuff with our listener league. And then toward the middle to the back end of May, we'll, we'll jump back into some post-draft super, uh, super flex and, and regular mock drafts. But before we get into the mock, I want to ask each one of these guys two questions. And I'll just go around uh, as they're listed on our on our Google Hangout here, I'm gonna start with Bobby. Bobby, I wanna know what is your favorite Marvel movie? And it doesn't have to be an Avengers, but if, if it is, that's cool too. And the next one is actually football related for those that are here listening for football, is uh, when you're in your rookie drafts, are, are you looking to fill a need on your roster or are you strictly looking for the value of that best player available that dropped?
5: Sure, so to answer your first question, Guardians of the Galaxy is my second favorite movie of all time. So that's easily my favorite Marvel movie. Part of it is just because of the soundtrack. I think part of it was just I was surprised by how good it was since it's generally a B comic. And Chris Pratt was cast perfectly as Star Lord. So Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely the one for me. And then in terms of the draft, it's an interesting question. If I was a contender the past year, then I'm probably drafting a bit more for need to fill holes if i'm rebuilding i'm going for best player available so it kind of depends on the context of my team
1: all right and and, and I, I like that and by the way speaking of the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack the superflex podcast i know it's new so i'm not going to shame you listeners for not listening to it too but it has a great parody of rubber band man which you'll hear in the first marvel uh avengers infinity war uh, done by a friend of I think everybody here, Zach Reed of the Dummies. So uh when you listen to the 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 Zuper Flex for the first time, listen for that parody. I'm gonna throw it to JD. JD, favorite Marvel movie? And uh do you draft based off of need or best player available?
4: I'm a I'm a big Batman guy. So I was gonna ask like is Batman even that's DC, isn't it?
1: That is correct. And uh, the All ones right. with uh Christian Bale are damn good.
4: Yeah, man, Christian, I was going to say The Dark Knight. So you know what? I'm going to go Blade. I'm going to go old school, the the OG Blade with our boy Snipes. I got to go that way, man. That that movie was gruesome. That opening scene was sick. So, yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Blade. And then on the other question, I love to trade, man. Always be trading. I, I got to go best player available because, uh, you know, especially those uh, – in one way uh, one thing that uh, koch talked about is if you're rebuilding or if you're competing now i do think those running backs this year as an exception you got to go running backs uh you know strong if you're in that rookie draft and you're not rebuilding and you're contending but you know what this year i don't know take the best player available you'll get to trade them anyways because it's, it's receivers and tight ends they take time to bloom so you'll have time to trade them uh, away for some proven players so i'll go bpa
1: all right and i'm gonna throw to jerry uh the man of the hour what, what are you doing jerry favorite marvel movie i know you've seen at least one they've been around for like 11 years i've and, seen two and actually uh, and, which, uh, uh, and then and uh Best and Player and luckily
3: hold on sorry i don't mean to interrupt but it's the wife wanted to go see it she wanted to see avengers infinity war now let me tell you let me just give a little caveat here it was a good movie i don't like superhero movies i don't really like action movies it was a good movie. I walked out of the theater happy that I paid money to see it. But it didn't give it full justice because I didn't, you know, I didn't have a a bond with any of the characters or anything. I don't want to give any spoilers away. Most people know about it. But, you know, I didn't get that build up. It would be like if you watched this coming week of Thrones and you watched it, you would think it was super entertaining, but you wouldn't have been invested. So I'm going to say Infinity War. It was a good movie. It made me, you know, eat a little crow on my superhero hate. As far as best player available or need, it's sort of team dependent. If I think a certain position I really need, then I'll go that. But normally in a vacuum, I go best player available.
1: I, I can't hate I can't hate on you for either answer, although I will find a reason to later in the show. I'm gonna go over to Sal. Sal, favorite Marvel movie and uh BPA or uh you feel a needs?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely, like Jerry, I'm way behind on the Marvel movies. I do enjoy them when I get to see them. I just don't go out of my way to see them. I I am more of a Batman guy like JD pointed out before. Never Miss Gotham, which, by the way, is also the final episode, uh, the same night as Endgame and the NFL Draft. So that's something else mixed in with this week. I'm more into the series. I love the Punisher series, uh, Season 1 and stuff like that, but more of the older uh spider-man movies i was into and I, I you know what's great is that after this one comes out the avenger endgame i get to go watch all that but it's like boom 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 i'll be able to watch them in order where everybody had to wait it's the same thing i do with tv series i've never watched an episode of game of thrones jerry don't get mad uh, but when it's all done i'll go back and watch the whole thing and i'll never have to wait
1: the wait is the worst
3: part so i can't blame
1: you for that Th- yeah,
2: I, like, I enjoy watching everybody complain online
1: that's how i got into sopranos and are you a best player available guy or are you a, a fill needs
2: yeah i'm probably like uh, very similar to what some of the other guys said if i'm if i'm competing and i have a need and there's a player there that could possibly make a splash for me in year one or at worst by year two i'll probably draft for the need but more often than not it's it's probably best player available that's always been my method going all the way back to even redraft leagues if value drops to you, the best thing is to always take value. You could trade them, much like JD pointed out.
1: I, I like it. And uh, I know Seth is a, uh, is, is a big Marvel fan as well, as well as Game of Thrones. Seth, uh, uh, favorite Marvel movie and the need or best player?
0: Yeah, this is a tough choice for me because I, I do love the Marvel movies. And, um, and while I would say Thor Ragnarok has been one of my favorites in terms of just sheer entertainment value – um, over the past few movies, I'm ai am just a sucker for origin stories and like the beginnings of like trilogies and stuff like everybody loves the, sec- the episode five of Star Wars. Right. That uh, Empire Strikes Back. I've always been partial to A New Hope, which is the first one there. Getting off on a tangent, though. Uh, so I'm going to say Iron Man, the Iron Man one. It's going back a ways, but man, I thought it was just so well done and so entertaining. And the the idea of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was born at the end of the the end credit scene when Tony Stark just sees Samuel Jackson uh sitting in his apartment saying like hey i want to talk to you about the avengers initiative and then every nerd fanboy is just going absolutely bananas and this is how many years ago and now we're just seeing like the final part of that beginning so that that's that kind of seals it for me there um so when it comes to football i would say that uh it's pretty much best player available except when the needs are very very uh obvious on my team and Kyle's probably going to kill me for saying this but uh I we're in Kyle and I share a team in a league with that uh, we have uh against Memphis um in one league and we have uh we have a total of 3 startable running backs in a very otherwise deep <laughs> in a very otherwise deep uh team so even in this in this draft where the running backs are not great at all at the tops of our list, we're probably going to put more priority towards getting one of the running backs and taking a shot on one of those guys because we're so deficient at that position uh, versus, you know, another uh, player that may be a more consensus level pick. So uh, you got you to gotta be water, but I would say still, in most cases, best player available.
3: Meanwhile, Randy's writing that down.
1: Uh, No, what I was going to do is I'm going to dime him out to the entire league. Any members of the too-legit, not-to-be-lit, Superflex and Dynasty League, make sure you write that down. They're going running back, so if you can keep Josh Jacobs away from him or uh, David Montgomery, do that. For me, I'll I'll be real quick. With the movies, um, if I had to pick an overall favorite Marvel movie, it would be Logan. I think it was so well done. And uh, I, I've always loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But from the Avengers series, I would say the Winter Soldier or Civil War. Uh, that that tale of best friends no matter what. Um, through thick and thin, always got your back. Uh, for whatever reason, that resonates with me. And uh, best player available or need. Similar, but I, I'm always going to look neat. Even the best of teams have needs. It, you, you know, if you were the defending champion and you're a stacked roster maybe you don't have that many needs but i am going to go with the with need uh, i'm in a league with Seth and Kyle where we all three own own a team and i have like no running backs i've got good wide receivers and i have like three first round picks i have to hammer running back i don't have a choice but if to bobby kicked this off and he was very right um if you have a, a good team you can kind of just go whatever oh a third tight end but it's tj hawkinson and he landed with the patriots then great let's 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 do that but uh, I think it's very situation dependent. So I wanted to mix it in. I did want to mix in the Marvel. It's a big week, uh, a little Game of Thrones, which I wasn't planning on chatting up. Uh, but now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. Let's let's get into this draft. So our draft order is going to be Seth, Jerry, JD, Bobby, Sal, and myself. And we're going to repeat that for three rounds. So we're all going to draft twice per round, a total of six picks each. And this is super flex, but it's tight end premium and tight end and premiums, not growing at the rate of Superflex, but you're seeing that a lot more and more. Bobby and I are actually, what would you say, Bobby, about a th- about halfway, maybe two thirds of the way through a uh, startup like this? We're probably like two thirds because it's 36 rounds, which I've never seen in a startup. Yeah, before. it's pretty big. But,
5: uh, we're on round 22nd, something like that.
1: Yeah, well, we'll for easy math, we'll say two thirds. But I, I love tight end premium. It you know it really puts an emphasis on the position, and uh, so we wanted to spice it up. We wanted to go out with the pre-NFL draft edition of our mock. So I'm going to kick it over to Seth. Seth is uh, up on the clock with the 101. Uh, Seth, who you got? So just to clarify, I'm tight
0: end premium for sure. Um, what are we talking about in points? So like one and a half point yeah. per
1: reception? Let's say one and a half. That, that, that's what you see a lot. I know in some leagues I've seen 1.75, but let's just say one and a half.
0: Gotcha. Okay, um, man, it, it, it's, it makes it a very tough choice uh, between Kyler Murray and T.J. Hawkinson for me at the 101. Uh, the, the super flex part of it. Uh, you're always going to see the the quarterbacks go a lot higher. If for some reason he does fall to Arizona, that's a huge deal. And Hawkinson might be one of the best tight end prospects we've seen this decade. Um, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray here because he's more likely to be able to uh, provide you fantasy points this year. And in a super flex format, even with tight end premium, uh, a super flex format, the quarterbacks are more valuable than um, any other position besides the elite running back, I would say. So Kyler Murray at the 101.
1: I I can dig that, and I don't want to say he's chalk at this point in Superflex, but he's pretty chalk. Even in this format, like you were on the fence there with one of the tight ends, he's still going 101, and I still think he's going 101 to Arizona, but I'm going to kick it over to my co-host, Jerry. Jerry, you're up with the 102.
3: Uh, Like Seth said, you know, quarterbacks quarterbacks are everything in Superflex. Give me Dwayne Haskins. I know people are down on him. People don't like him. As Randy has said several times on the war zone, the man put up a Mahomes. And if you can drop 50 touchdowns in a season, I will take you. I promise you that.
1: No concern that it came out today on Roto World that teams are dropping him due to quote unquote body composition issues, i.e. he's a little soft. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. If you walk up and poke him in the belly, he'll go, Ooh-hoo, that doesn't bother you at all.
3: You ever seen a picture of Stafford without a shirt on? That I, boy got a dad bod of all dad bods. And
1: I, there, there's someone that, that that's a great follow on Twitter. And his picture is a picture of fat James Winston, um, throwing a football. So I, yeah, I'm, and, and remember Tom Brady's infamous, uh, uh, combine picture for, from his younger days. You don't have to be yoked. You don't have to be DK Metcalf to be a great quarterback. So I found that interesting. So, uh, We're going to go off the dad bod that is uh, Haskins, and I'm going to go over to J.D. J.D., you're up with the 103.
4: From one dad bod to the next, you guys kind of threw me off with your first couple picks. So I had uh, one receiver in mind, but I got to go uh, Nikhil Harry here. I mean, 95th percentile, breakout age, 18.7. This guy seems kind of landing proof, 88 percentile college dominator. So I, I got to go with Nikhil Harry here in, in the three spot based on uh, those first two picks.
1: And, and it's it's hard to hate it. Uh, a friend of all of ours, Peter Howard, is uh, is the ultimate Nikhil Harry truther. And we had a little not not Peter and I, but and one of the people who ask a question of me about Nikhil Harry and the Baltimore Ravens. I think it doesn't bother me. Um, and Lamar Jackson's not the greatest quarterback on God's green earth, but you know, he's not the worst. And Inkil Harry's is a good wide receiver. I think that's a solid pick. Bobby, I don't know if you're surprised with who's available at the 104, but you are up, sir, at the 104.
5: I am a little surprised, and I think I'm going to make a surprising pick. I think most people would expect I'd go AJ Brown here, but I'm going to go with Hakeem Butler instead. I have Butler slightly ahead of Brown. And honestly, I see a lot of teams that could use a big bodied receiver like Butler. If he lands in a place like the Colts, for example, opposite Ty, I'd be very much into that.
1: I I, I think Hakeem Butler behind a you know one year to learn, especially uh, with, a, with a good quarterback, there there is your upside. I think he's got a little bit lower floor than Brown, but he's definitely got a much much higher ce- uh, ceiling than Brown. So I'm gonna kick it over to Sal. Sal, who are you got and uh, who have you got at 105?
2: Yeah, it makes me very happy being the guy who generally gets invited on to tight end shows all the time because I'm such a big fan of the position. And as you and I, Randy, both agreed, we didn't want that position done away with when we were on with Seth uh, back in March. I'm going to take Hawkinson. As was stated earlier, this is a complete tight end, which means he's going to be on the field every down. There's no reason for him to come off the field. He's a complete player. And anybody who could come out in a year after Noah Fant put up 10 touchdowns and was supposed to light the world on fire and then go out and win a Mackey Award on the same team and be better than him is a guy who t- knows how to step up and is impressive to me. So in-, in a tight end premium, more than happy at the 105 to take Hawkinson. I,
1: I was hoping he –
4: Where do you he- think he goes, Sal? Sorry to jump in there.
1: No, right? you're good. Go ahead.
4: I mean, there's a whole mix
2: of teams right at uh, at eight, nine, and uh, Buffalo and, and uh, Denver and – Green Bay, there's so many teams right in the middle of the first round, you know, bottom of the ten to twelve area that need a guy. Uh, I I hear people saying Green Bay, I don't want him to go there. I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers knows how to use a tight end other than Cincinnati. Even in that bunch of guys, could use him to replace a very oft injured Eifert since they let everybody else go at tight end. So I think it's somewhere from eight to twelve that he's going to get drafted.
1: And, and I lo- I love this guy. I was hoping he was going to – I was just going to say, T.J. Hawkinson, let's move this thing along. But uh, I, I had my backup. It's A.J. Brown. Uh, in, in the first round, I'm not always looking for safety, but I, I want to minimize my risk in the first round. I don't mind throwing a, a mega dart in the second, third, fourth round of my rookie drafts, but I really want to hit, and I, I think this guy's going to be. Uh, much like I mentioned earlier with Harry. I I think he's pretty much landing spot proof. Even in Baltimore, I would like this guy. He's such a good route runner. So I'm going to go A.J. Brown at the 106. And Seth, you're back up with the 107.
0: Yeah. If if you had told me at the top, at the 101, if this was a uh, you-must-start-two tight-end league, which I've been in, and that is a, that's a doozy, let me tell you. Uh, I would probably have gone with Hawkinson at the 101 because I think he's just that good. So more Hawkinson, love there, but um, I'm gonna go with another tight end here. I'm gonna go with his teammate and uh, Noah Fant. And I think um, it's it's a tight race between Fant and Irv Smith as the second best tight end in this class in a very, very good class of tight ends. Um, but I'm gonna go with Fant for the the fan potential fantasy production. Um, Matt Waldman's uh, RSP guide, uh, I'm uh, is fantastic and everybody should uh, download it, but one tidbit that he has in there. Um, a player that is comparable to, um, Noah Fant is Evan Ingram in terms of the talent, the playing style, that kind of thing. So if I can get 75% of Evan Ingram out of Noah Fant, that's in a tight end premium league that is, uh, glorious at the 107.
1: I, I do like Fant. Um, I, I hope he's more than just a glorified wide receiver. Who's an amazing athlete. That That's my only concern. Um, But I do like him, and I will probably own my fair share of uh, shares. Jerry, you're up with the 108, sir.
3: I am going to pop the cherry of the running back group. I'm going to take David Montgomery running back from Iowa State. Um, Really, it depends on what happens on Thursday. I would just take whatever running back I feel like is in the best spot in this situation. You know, We're getting a lot of Josh Jacobs first-round talk, and I've been pretty down on the dude but if he ends up going early and he's got draft capital like that i would do that but i just love david montgomery's game the dude is a dog he just fights for every yard he can get i'm pretty happy to get him
1: at 8 all right uh, i started to write down the wrong name but uh, david montgomery at the 8 jd you're up at 109
4: i'm going to i'm going to follow our boy at the running back position and i'm going to go with um I'm gonna go with Jacobs. Just, uh, just he seems to be the favorite to go first, uh, at the running back position, uh, blocking. I mean, block blocking gets you on the field, and uh, going early will also get him on the field. And at the running back position, I want opportunity, especially with the rookies. So give me Jacobs.
1: And, and see, I, I Jacobs was who I would have taken. Uh, at my my he's still my my running back one. People I respect in the industry like Matt Waldman, like Jake. Like uh, Jacob's a bunch, uh, guys that aren't in the industry like Greg Cosell, who I'm a huge fan of because he's not a fantasy guy. he's just telling you what the tape shows. Uh, I was talking in our group chat today earlier with with JD. I said that I think his ceiling could be Alvin Kamara, and I think his floor is Kenyon Drake. And for those of us that hate Kenyon Drake because I'm raising my hand, um, Kenyon Drake was still the RB 14 last year as much as we want to throw shade at this dude. He was still the rb14 and i really like jacob so back to bobby all the way to new york city our friendly neighborhood bobby Uh, who you got at 110
5: yeah i'm gonna go with miles sanders here and continue the running back run and i know some people are a bit down on him but it's hard to really show out when you're behind saquon barkley so once barkley was gone he took over and i just really liked what i saw from
1: him so miles sanders is a pretty easy pick for me there you guys are taking all my favorites i'm gonna go to sal Stay in New York City, but the other side of town. I'm we'll to go to Sal. Who you got at 111?
2: Yeah, I would have liked any one of those running backs. I think Jacobs has a chance of landing with my uh, beloved but also hated Oakland Raiders at the back end of the first round, so I would have liked to have picked him up. So I'm going to be the guy who takes the polarizing DK Metcalf. He wasn't taking yet, right? We nobody took it nope. Um Listen, the guy's a super freak, right? I like freaks. And much like me, the Hulk as a freak – I need to bring another insanely huge, athletic freak into the guy. Who does the circus catches? He's quick. He's got crazy size. Um, I, people hate on him, but he's uh, he's joining my squad. Hi, him and Hawkinson together, we got quite a little receiving duo going. Uh,
1: and, and he's a big man, and and he has gotten a lot of hate. Uh, hey, my, my, my big want for DK Metcalf is an offensive-minded head coach like a like a Sean McVay. With a good quarterback, I I I think it would be very difficult for him to overcome mediocre quarterback play and a defensive-minded head coach. Like I don't want to see him go to Denver. Not that I think that it, that he will. They've they, they're bringing back Manny Sanders, which I can't figure out why. They've got Cortland Sutton. <laughs> They've got Deshaun Hamilton. So I don't. But that would be a bad situation. Vic Fangio is a defensive-minded head coach. There's already some wide receivers, Young, in the room, and Joe Flacco's Joe Flacco. So uh, I'm going to hop into the 112. I wouldn't take this guy this early if it was not tight end premium, but I'm going Herb Smith Jr., Alabama tight end. Uh, he is my number two tight end in this class. Uh, blocking matters, and we, we mentioned that earlier when we talked about Hawkinson. He doesn't have to leave the field. Uh, he's not the physical specimen or athlete of Fant. Uh, or even his uh, former Alabama, you know, Alabama tight end buddy, O.J. Howard. He's a little bit smaller, but I like the guy. He feels like a patriot. Nick Saban and Bill uh, Belichick are close friends. I, I could just see you know Bill asking Saban about this guy and be like, yeah, you you want this guy on your team? And I could see him being that 32nd overall player uh, on Thursday night. So I'm going with Irv Smith. Seth, you're back up with the first pick of the second round, 201.
0: Yeah, I was going to be a broken record and take uh, the the tight end position again. Uh, but I get to remain a broken record here. I'm going to go back to the quarterback position um, and take Will Greer. And, you know, that may, it's it's not exactly shock for some folks, uh, which I'm okay with. But I think Greer's uh, upside is, is vastly superior to the upside of some of these other quarterbacks that are still left on the board. Um, if he lands in the right spot, it it could be uh, very productive for you. I know he won't be a guy that can deliver year one, but I'm not super thrilled with the running backs and wide receivers that are still left at this spot. And I think I can get some value later on. So I'll take a, a more premium type position at quarterback here.
1: I, I said this last week when, when we did our uh, super flex draft without the tight end premium, I said, I would love to see Will Greer go and sit behind Phillip Rivers for a year or two. Learn the craft and uh, watch this guy come out and, and, and really be a stud after a year or two behind Uncle Phil. But uh, Jerry, you're up with the 202. He
3: called him Uncle Phil?
1: Not that Uncle Phil. I'm not talking like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with Carlton and uh, what was the butler guy's name? No, like Uncle Phil Rivers. I mean, he's like a lovable guy. He's got 15 kids. even more faces. Yeah. Je- Jeffrey. I heard salad there. That's right. Fresh mm-hmm. Prince. He knew
3: it. All right, I'm going to go with one of the guys that broke my heart at the combine, Kelvin Harmon. He was smaller than I wanted, slower than I wanted. But at some point, you got to not take the Underwear Olympics for what it is, which is the Underwear Olympics. And just trust what you've seen. And I like the guy, man. He just makes plays, and he makes tough plays. So I'll take him. He's a big body guy. He should have pretty decent draft capital. Kelvin Harmon, second pick of the second round. I'm pretty cool with that.
1: Yeah, and, and remember, Calvin Harmon has slid since the Combine, but he was the number one wide receiver for a lot of people going into the Combine. He couldn't have fallen that, par, for that far, excuse me. I think that's a good pick. J.D., you are up, sir, 203.
4: I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position, uh, a boy that people have compared to my boy Juju, who I was on a couple of years ago, and he's kind of blown up. Uh you know, our Sega Whiteside, he's got that, uh, he's a big slot receiver that can kind of play all over the field. So I'm going to take him early in the second here uh, to to pair him with Josh Jacobs and, and Harry. I, uh,
1: I I love the way he high points the ball. And I wasn't, I didn't really know where to rank him coming out of the combine because he hadn't, he didn't really participate. And then at his pro, at his pro day, he ran a four four nine forty, which you can usually add half a second uh to what you run at your pro day versus what you run at uh indianapolis at the combine but a four five flat or a four five five at a man his size and the way that he high points the ball and basically boxes out it's almost like a push-off the way that, that that he high points and gets the ball but that, that's cool as long as they don't call it the nfl I, i'm all about that action <laughs> uh with jj Arcega-Whiteside. bobby 204 sir yeah, I wanted Whiteside,
5: but I'm going to go with Devo instead then. Uh, Devo Samuel is a guy that, if you pay attention to smart Debbie people on fantasy Twitter, continually we'll talk about him. And when I released my pre super Superflex rookie uh, rankings, I got a ton of people giving me a hard time about the fact that he wasn't at the end of the first and they're very smart people. So it made me re-examine him and I do really like Devo.
1: So I'll take him there. I just think you have to draft him on name alone, but but he's a he's a I think he's going to be a yak monster yards after catch in the NFL. You put the ball in this guy's hand and he, he, it's almost blasphemy because Steve Smith was one of my favorite players. He was when he was active, he was my favorite player in the league, but he he plays with that type of like ferociousness and veracity when he gets the ball in his hand. So I I like Debo a lot and Sal. Speaking of ferocious and veracity, there, there's Sal. <laughs>
2: It always comes back to me, right? I'm going to uh, – you know, I thought about maybe going running back here or maybe even uh, looking at my boy Jace over there at tight end, who, by the way, I have high on Irv Smith, just so you know. Um, but I'm going to go with another guy I think who's got a little bit of hate and a little bit of love, Paris Campbell. I like fast wide receivers. Uh, why wouldn't I? I'm a Raider fan. We just like guys who are really fast so we can chuck the ball nice and deep too. But he's he's kind of like – I don't want to say a tweener. He's not quite the six foot three monster wide receiver, but at six foot 205, he's still really big to be that fast. So I like the fact that he has some size and the ability to break tackles as well as to get downfield. So adding to my trio of receivers, Paris Campbell.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I thought of you the other day. I was listening to First Draft with uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, and they were talking about the Raiders and their, uh, their fascination with fast guys. I guess there was a nine year stretch. Where they drafted uh, out of those nine years, seven of them they drafted the fastest player in the combine, and like none of them worked out. So uh, <laughs> I I, 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 th- I thought of you and all my uh, all my fellow Raiders fans. I P- Paris is a is is a very polarizing player. Again, m- much like DK, I want to see him go to an Andy Reid, a Sean Payton, someone who's gonna be creative and. And not just you know try to treat him like an old fashioned wide receiver. So uh, could could be interesting. Uh, I'm going to make my pick very quick because
2: well, uh, before you go, when in doubt, send your scouts home. That's the Raiders' motto. <laughs> I, I, absolutely,
1: they're just trying to win the draft on Thursday night. Um, you know, uh, some teams win free agency, some teams win the draft, and some teams win games. But anyway, uh, my, my take's very simple: Drew Locke, rinse and repeat. I've done this a lot at this spot in in drafts. Everything I've read, he's not making it past the Bengals at two eleven. I think he actually lands in Denver at the two ten. Uh, he'll sit for a little bit behind Flacco and he'll be their quarterback of the future. And when you're drafted that high, uh you, you get a leash. So Superflex, uh, super flex, I'll take Drew Locke here and Seth, you're back up with the two oh seven.
0: All right. I hope I didn't miss this guy already, but Daryl Henderson hasn't been picked yet, right? Nope, he's you. Excellent. So Daryl Henderson is an upside running back pick here. He's a little bit smaller um, at 5'8, uh, but I think he has big play ability and something where you you it's just the you're looking for an upside here. There's a couple other running backs that would probably be a little bit safer, but uh are definitely going to be, you know, what what is now the Frank Gore of the league, right? Um and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're still in the second round, you want some upside, I'm gonna go with Daryl Henderson here.
1: I I we saw him go one oh one. And I was listening again. I listened to a lot of podcasts, and, and we—I heard uh, him called the best running back in the draft. This is the most crazy running back class I can remember in in a very, very long time. So, um, you could have got a real steal there at two oh seven, Jerry. Back up at two oh eight, sir.
3: I was just watching running backs working on my rankings, and I watched his game against UCF. <laughs> the dude's the dude's good. I get. I mean, one oh one was a little crazy, but I I liked it. Um, I'm going downtown Hollywood Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Oklahoma. You know, I don't really like little quick guys, but at this point, if he hits, that boy is a grand slam, and that is an easy pick for me. So I will take Hollywood, and I will hope he's got the Antonio Brown talent without the antics.
1: Hollywood up to no good. That was going to be my pick. I told Jerry he was number one twice on the uh, the video feed uh, as i was hoping to land him at the 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 212 but jd you're back up at the 209
4: yeah i like that pick man those uh those quick uh, wide receivers are making a statement i'm gonna my impatience is taking me back to the backfield so when when i first uh my virgin eyes first laid eyes on uh, on these rookies damian harris is a guy that stuck out to me so uh low low mileage on the on the tires out of alabama and um you know he's in that uh 220 Pound mark five ten. I think this guy in the right offense can uh, can make a statement early uh, coming into his NFL career. So I'll take Damian Harris.
1: And, And Damian Harris, you know, much like you know Henderson and a lot of these running backs, we're getting them right now in the mid to late second round of this draft, but if they land in the right spot, if a Damian Harris lands in Kansas City, which I know they just traded their first-round pick for a defensive player, but if he were to land in Kansas City, you're not getting him at, at 209. So this could wind up being a steal, but I'm going to go back to Bobby. Bobby's up. Oh, JD, J.D.'s jd got something real quick. Go ahead.
4: All right, sir, brother, just because you mentioned Kansas City, his his actually best comparable for Damian Harris is actually Damian Williams, uh, coincidentally enough. Oh,
1: well, good. No, There's a vacancy for him. Uh Bobby, you're up with the uh the two ten. Sure. At
5: this point in the draft, I'd have to take Andy Isabella. And the reason I say that is both my sister and my brother-in-law went to UMass and they met Victor Cruz while I was there. And uh I'm also a Giants fan, so anytime you can remind me of Victor Cruz, I'm gonna be happy and I'll take you on my team hoping that you turn out to be the next pre-injury Victor Cruz. I
1: and he's more than I I I keep seeing him compared a lot to the the white the caucasian slot receiver from New England. Dude, this guy is electric. A better comparison for him just based on his speed and, and the way that he he plays the game. I mean, it's not Wes Welker, it's not Julian Edelman. Uh th- this guy can pull the top off the defense. He ran a 4-3-4, I believe, at the combine. It was a sub 4-4 at, at the combine. Can do a lot of stuff. Tougher than Nails. Um, that, that's a nice pick. Sal, um, we went from angry to tough, but you're tough too. Who you got at two eleven?
2: Yeah, no, I'm chewy. Oh, we're talking about something different. Um, I almost went with, uh, Jay Sternberger in the last, uh, pick that I had. So a guy who I have ranked ahead of, of Irv Smith Jr. Um, Irv Smith Jr.'s thing for me, Randy was, I wonder how much he was helped by having a spectacular amount of players around him. He seemingly was always open to me. He make you know he he makes the great runs down the field. But um, Sternberger has family genes. Mother was a, a college basketball player. Father was a football player. He plays more like a big wide receiver. His blocking is not good. So we did talk about wanting to get these guys on the field more often. But I I just think the way he works down the seam, he's going to land somewhere. Maybe he lands with my Raiders at the top of the second round. I don't know.
1: You know th- this is a guy when we had Matt Waldman on. This was before the combine. It was actually the week before the Combine, as a matter of fact. And he compared him to Greg Olson coming out of Miami. And I mean, I mean, if he's 80% of Greg Olson in the NFL, to get him at this point in a tight end premium you know, rookie draft at the, at the 211, that, that is a big steal. I, I'm going to go running back. I, I want to go mega upside. I, I said this last week, but this is a guy that could have been the 101 overall if he was healthy. Uh, and that's Rodney Anderson running back out of Oklahoma. Uh, great, just a really, really good pass catcher, better than than you might remember. This is a guy who's always hurt. And, and at this point at the 212, he could land in a position where he could be an immediate contributor, or he he might have to sit as part of a committee for a while and maybe need an injury in front of him. But I, I love the talent. I, I love the spot. So even in the super flexed uh, tight end premium I'll go ahead and still take Rodney Anderson and that puts us back to Seth Seth you're at the uh, 301
0: all right this is one of those players that I I felt would probably fall here and I might be able to get him later but I uh, I really I like think him. I'm gonna he,
3: take him next so
0: if you uh, could he, not
3: pick this guy
0: <laughs> well uh Miles Boykin is <laughs> yeah, uh waited just long enough uh to piss off Jerry that's that's my goal here uh, no, Miles Boykin is I, I feel one of the better uh, sleeper receivers here, and he is a combine uh, just absolute stud. The only thing that he did worse than DK Metcalf at was the uh, the forty time. He was a tenth of a second slower than DK Metcalf, who was very very fast. But everything else, he annihilated Metcalf in terms of overall combine measurables. He has a lot of very good receiving ability. The thing that's kind of less, the thing he still needs to work on is uh, like shoring up his, his route running ability. And I think that's something you can work on as a wide receiver too, on on a good squad or any any team really. Um, so I think Boykin's athletic ability and just uh, hands ability is something that could lead to a lot of good fantasy production down the road. Miles Boykin at the three
1: hundred one. Uh, and Jerry just said that you're no longer welcome back on the Dynasty Warzone. He'll thank none you for of the st-
3: fellas. I'm I'm still mad at Kyle for sniping rocket power <laughs> on the cartoon episode we did. So, man, this is Miles Boykin two weeks in a row.
1: So uh, we'll we'll get him the man back. Of the hour holds grudges. <laughs> you have no idea, sir. Uh,
3: so I mean that really sucked. I really wanted him. I'm going to go with Mike Weber though, Rounding back Ohio State. The Ohio State that hurts my soul to say that. Let's just go Ohio State. He's, you know, J.K. Dobbins came in. He really took the reins, but Mike Weber was good. Mike Weber did good against a lot of people. He ran a 4-4-40. I really think if he ends up getting taken day two, like round three, I think his value is going to shoot up. You're never going to be able to get him here. But so I'll take him here and swing for the fences, fellas.
1: And that's exactly what you're supposed to do in the third round of your rookie draft. Like I said, I want to be safe in round one. Um, much like an NFL team, you, you really need the, those high capital picks to produce for you. But when you get later in these drafts, that's when uh, it is time to swing for the fences. JD, you got a, a swing for the fences for us at 303?
4: Yeah, I, that's a perfect description. I'm looking at Paris Campbell. Uh, he's, you know, not the best. Oh, you, you
1: missed him. Uh, you uh, Sal got him at uh, 205.
4: Oh, he did, eh?
3: Yep. He hit us with the Canadian A. That was go, fantastic. Hey?
4: That's right, eh? <laughs> i right i'm gonna go with gonna really i was pretty happy about
1: that i was like man <laughs> that, that that that's an extreme value at, at three at 303 with uh okay,
4: i'm gonna go back to uh i'm gonna go back to the qb position we're talking about uh you know it's a uh, super flex yeah it's tight end premium i'm gonna go to daniel jones um you know I think this late, what we're early third round. If I can, if I can put a quarterback uh, at the tail end of my uh, roster, maybe a QB four or a bit depth at the position. Hopefully he lands in a good spot and gets an opportunity. I'll go with uh, Daniel Jones.
2: I was going to take him next, JD, hoping he would slip past Bobby because all signs point to him being the quarterback of Bobby's team. Next, I think he's going to go to the Giants at seventeen. I just think the way is the way it's going to lay out, and uh, first round quarterback to get him in the third round of a rookie draft is, is great value.
1: Money. It's, 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 if you're the Eli Manning owner in a super flex league and you have a shot at getting whoever they draft, whether it's Haskins, Jones, Locke, I, I've seen just about every quarterback not named Kyler Murray mocked to them. If, if you have Eli and, and you can pair up the guy they draft, you, you may have a quarterback for the next half a decade. So uh, I, I like that pick, J.D. Daniel Jones is good. Bobby? Is Daniel Jones going to be the quarterback of your New York Giants? And uh, who do you have?
5: Well, let me start by saying that I'm glad that you didn't let Jones fall to me because I would have had to hold my nose and pick him because I think he is a terrible quarterback. And if the Giants draft him at 17, I will be incredibly (laughs) upset, which is part of the reason that I'm doing a live show on the first night of the draft, just to get my reaction when they do draft him 17. They should trade the pick. (laughs) For Rosen, I know that would be an overpay, but if you're going to take Daniel Jones at 17, Gettleman, listen to me and just trade the pick for Rosen. Just do it. I don't care. Do it. Anyway, <laughs> I will take Travion Williams because I really like Travion Williams. I know some people might have Singletary over him at this point. Uh, I don't, it's just people I trust telling me that Williams is a great guy. And then when you look at his numbers, and I know it depends on the conference, but 2,000 yards from scrimmage before entering the NFL is nothing to sneeze at. Uh,
1: I, I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of Travion Williams, uh, but if you can get him here, I, I can take that dart throw. And, and to go back to the Josh Rosen thing, I know you drafted Josh Rosen in that league that I referenced earlier, the Trade Addict 7 that we're in with uh, Russ and uh, Tyler Gunther and a lot of great guys. Let me ask you a question. If, if Josh Rosen was in this draft, where would you have him ranked as far as the QB position? Number one, easily. He was actually my number one last year too. So, so, and and I trust your judgment, but but how can Dave Gettleman and some of these GMs of teams that need quarterback can't see that? If you would draft Drew Locke, and I'm I'm as big a Drew Locke homer as you will find. I don't know why I like the kid. I just do. Uh, I, I know he's got plenty of warts on his game. There's just something about his personality that I like. Kind of like Seth with Will Greer, and I think uh, we. But but again, back to Rosen. If he was in this class, he, he's easily the number one, if not the 1B, right there with Kyler. So I can't figure it out. Teams are tripping over each other to draft these guys, and there's clearly a better option at almost a cheaper cost, and you won't do it. Just just, just baffling, but back See, to the draft. Well, here's
3: the dip. Sorry, just a no, real you're good. quick. No. You're, you're a Colts fan. You've watched Super Bowls. Try being a Lions hand. We know that franchises can do horrible, horrible <laughs> things to all of us.
1: Well, and and, and I it, ne- it never it never uh for, it, it, do I forget how lucky I am as a Colts fan? I will never I will never, Biden, I will never forget Williams,
3: Joey Harrington. Let's
5: yeah, keep, I, you keep to going, Nick Fierling. We we so, we
1: we literally sorry. went from Peyton Manning to, to Andrew Luck. But what were you saying there, Bobby?
5: Uh, just to add one thing here is. The only thing I can think of besides the fact that it's Dave Gettleman and he doesn't make any rational decisions is the fact that maybe Rosen isn't as available as we think he is. And it is all smokescreen to get someone to trade up for one, because honestly, I agree with you. If there's any chance that he's available, GM should be going, okay, yes, take my second round pick, take my third round pick. If I was the Redskins, I'd be doing that in an instant. If I was the Giants, I'd be doing it in an instant Broncos. Any team that needed a quarterback, I'd be sending my second-round pick right now. So maybe he's not as available as we think, or these GMs are just terrible and fantasy Twitter should take all their jobs.
1: Well, well, We're going to get back to the draft, but I will just end the the Josh Rosen thing on this. I I just think it's a big game of chess or poker, whatever you want to uh, equate it to. But I I think Josh Rosen's wearing a different jersey on Friday morning. So uh, back to Sal. Sal, all this talk about uh, quarterbacks, Are, are you taking one, Sal?
2: No, there's nobody I I would take right here. Um I agree on all that Rosen and stuff. I have two tight ends, I have two wide receivers in this draft. Um, I think Justice Hill is still available. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. So I'm gonna take Justice Hill. He's undersized, he's a small guy, you know, uh 5'10, 198, but he's quick, he's shifty, he has good moves. I don't know if he could hang, you know, hold up to the rigors of a daily NFL beating. But at this point in the third round, I'll grab the quick guy and see if he can get me.
1: Do we get special team points in this league? We We do not, but I, I I think I think people forget that Justice Hill blew up the combine for any running back not named Miles Sanders. He was having a great combine and after the 40, he tweaked the hamstring and didn't do the agility like the like the twenty, uh, the twenty and the the three cone. But you know what? This guy's a baller, and th- there's a video out there on Twitter of him squatting like six hundred pounds in the weight room. He's a smaller dude, but he's a strong dude, and he ran in between the tackles in college. So I I, I like Justice Hill. Uh, man, the 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 two o six. I'm gonna stay on brand. I've I've been champion and and pimping this guy since uh, I-, I learned about him from our friend Nick Whalen, and that's Terry McLaren. Wide receiver out of Ohio State. I, I've been about this guy. I think he's every bit as athletic as his teammate out of Ohio State, Paris Campbell. I just think he's a better route runner. And it, it's hard for a guy to get featured at Ohio State. They, they run the ball. They play good defense. I mean, again, we just talked about his teammate, Paris Campbell. Uh, this is a guy from all the draft experts and mocks that I've read. He's going to go on day two. At one point, Mel Kiper had him drafted to, like to the Colts at 26. I don't, I love Terry McLaren, but I don't don't love him that much. But I have called Terry McLaren my 2019 Cooper Cup. That's an older wide receiver that's going to go in the third round of your of your rookie drafts. That uh, I I think if if he lands with it with a good quarterback, he he is going to climb. He they they call him the CEO because he's so well spoken, he's so intelligent, he's so mature. And I just think a quarterback, especially a veteran like a Andrew Luck or a Aaron Rodgers is going to love this guy. So give me Taron McLaren. I will stay on brand and I will kick it back to Seth for his uh, last pick of this exercise.
0: Well, you talk about staying on brand. Anybody who's uh, listened to some of the fellas episodes where we've been doing our draft prospecting series um, has heard me ask everybody about this guy because I think he's the next uh, wide receiver for my Chicago Bears, and that's Jalen Hurd out of Baylor. A lot of reasons I like this guy. Uh, The fact that he is 6'5 and 226 pounds, uh, but he's still a wide receiver is one of them. That's insane. Uh, But he used to be a running back. He was a five-star recruit at running back, and he made the switch to wide receiver uh, to kind of protect himself physically and uh, financially in the long term, right? So it, I think that the transition to wide receiver went well enough at Baylor to give us hope that he could uh, actually be an NFL wide receiver um, prospect and be very good at it. And if you got if you get him on a team that has a creative offensive coordinator, I hope it's the Bears, but it's probably going to be someone, you know, maybe it's an Andy Reid or a uh, Sean Payton or a Sean McVay even. That might be an interesting one. Um where you can use a guy that can run the ball very effectively as a, as a runner, but still line up on any given point on the field, you're going to be in great shape. So Jalen Hurd, high upside. The Hurd is the word.
1: I don't have like anything really catchy to say about Jalen Hurd, except that every time I hear his last name, it reminds me of early 2000s rapper Master P, and we always said, you heard me. So I, th- that's really it. That's all I've got on Jalen. But uh, I'm going to kick it back to Jerry for his last pick.
3: I loved Hurt is the word. It's <laughs> the yeah,
0: that That is his nickname. The word.
3: Uh, I got some tight ends. I got some wide receiver. This is my last pick, isn't it? Yep. All right. Well, I got to go running back then. I got to go with my running back eight, Devin Singletary. Bobby talked about him earlier with Travion, who I also like. Um, he's just a workhorse, and it scares me a little bit because he's been Oh, the boy's been beaten down. The boy's gotten more work than a... That's a family show. We're not going (laughs) to keep that going. Someone that Robert Kraft would enjoy spending time with. We'll say that. Hey-oh. I got
2: 20 bucks.
3: (laughs) So I'm going to take Singletary just because, you know, for the reason I said earlier on my third round pick, if he gets into a spot where he's got the job, I think Devin Singletary can handle it. I don't know how long he would be good but at least for a year or two and you could flip him Devin Singletary middle to the end of the third I will take it
1: if you like college uh running backs coming out with a good production profile this is your guy man did he have a couple of years down there in Florida not that Florida but like FAU uh, I'm gonna go back to to JD for his last pick JD uh, who you bringing it home with
4: I'm I'm gonna stick at the uh, running back position, looking for depth on my bench at this point. Alex Barnes out of Kansas State, 86 percentile college dominator. This guy's just a beast in the gym. 34 bench press, 99 percentile, Sparkx, 99 percentile. You know, again, this guy gets in the right position, gives the gives him the opportunity. I will put this guy uh, on the end of my bench in the third round, no problem, Mister Alex Barnes.
1: Uh, I, I like that pick, and uh, he he was a very trendy name coming out of the combine it's faded a little bit but this is the spot where i think alex barnes is a is a good value in in your drafts bobby last pick for you sir i'm gonna go with jared stidham uh i'm gonna do it because i could see
5: a situation where he is sitting behind brady for a year or two and what we know about all brady backups is whenever (laughs) they go somewhere else someone will pay you incredible amounts of fantasy picks for them so just investing a third-round pick in it, if it doesn't work out, I'm not that upset about it. But if he follows the career path of all the Brady backups, I'll be very happy with that third-round pick.
1: I like I like how your mind works, and uh, you're, you're projecting him. Uh, again, we talked about uh, Uncle Phil there in L.A. I could easily see him being uh you know, a backup or a, 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 a an heir apparent is the term I'm looking for there in the L.A. Chargers. Sal, you got one last pick, sir. Make it count.
2: What is this pick, by the way? Where are we at exactly this draft?
1: This is three eleven.
2: Three eleven. Did I did I um, miss Riley Ridley? Go.
1: You mm-hmm. did not.
2: He's all yours. You know, it's yeah. boy. We know the bloodlines, right? And and we've it seems like we've noticed kids since he's in high school because of the bloodlines. Um, he's more of a possession receiver, but he is a good a good wide receiver and a good value here at 311. It's a little early for me to take the guy I'd want to take with my last pick. I won't mention him yet until after you make your pick, uh, Memphis, but um, I'm very happy getting Ridley here, rounded out my my three wide receivers, two tight ends, and running back.
1: All right. Well, uh, I, I don't mind Riley Ridley. I've actually went back and started watching him more. I was listening to uh... – Greg Cosell, again, I, if there's a uh, an analyst that I'm a big honk on, it's Greg Cosell. And, and he was talking up Riley Ridley. So it's forced me to reopen my evaluation. What am I missing about this guy? So, again, this is the late third round, almost fourth round. This is where you take those swings. And if Ridley hits, that could be good. And, I, and I'm taking a big swing on a big athlete at a, at a key position in a tight end premium. I'm going to go Dawson Knox. This is a, is a very good athlete out of old Miss. You've probably not heard enough about him because you've probably heard a lot about his teammates in college you've we've already mentioned AJ Brown who went at the 106 to me we've talked about his teammate DK Metcalf who went uh 111 to Sal we didn't mention his other wide receiver teammate Demarcus Lodge who will be drafted in the NFL I don't know how high he'll go in rookie drafts but uh throw this kid in and uh you know, like a, a draft scouting service. Uh, go buy, go buy Matt Waldman's uh, rookie scouting portfolio. Throw him in there. It'll have all that in there. But that wraps up this mock draft. And listen, I know we've been doing a lot of super flex mocks and mock drafts in general, but the ratings tell us that this is what you guys like, and we're the people's podcast. So if you guys like mock drafts, I love having a cheap excuse to hang out with my friends and very sharp people of in the industry. Guys like Bobby. Guys like JD. Guys like Sal. Guys like Seth couldn't get Kyle because Kyle's on vacation and Kyle is a bum. Kyle, I know you're listening, but, <laughs> but we miss you. Um, we're going to continue to do this. Like I said, uh, we'll get around the middle of May and we'll start up our post NFL draft mock draft series again. But uh, I just want to go around the horn and thank these guys. And then again, let them uh, tell you where to find them, their work, their shows, things like that. So I'm just going to go uh, right back where I started. Bobby, please tell us about your your new podcast. Tell us about your co-host, uh, your writing, everything, please. Sure. So you can find me personally
5: at Reked Fantasy. That's R-E-K-E-D Fantasy on Twitter. I am not a Twitter tough guy, as our friend John Bosch, we talked about earlier, likes to say. You can find my work on DLF football, as well as the new podcast that was just mentioned, the Superflex, which I host with matt price he's at matt price ffs on twitter it's a super flex centric podcast we just did a rookie mock of our own so if you didn't get enough mock this episode you can go over to ours and listen to that with john and uh, it's also animal focused so we do an animal of the week and if you like going to the zoo and learning about animals
1: and you like fantasy football there's now a niche podcast for you well, I will say this: you guys compared—I won't say who, because we call that a tease in the industry. They compared one NFL player to a dragonfly. So you need to go, because I'm a listener, and you should be too. Go find out. Go, go check out the Zuperflex podcast with uh, with Bobby and Matt, and uh, check that out. But speaking of podcast, uh, this next guy hosts a really good one. It drops Thursdays, sometimes Fridays, but he never misses a week. It's JD. JD, tell us about the Goat District and what you and Dan have going on.
4: Randy, thanks a lot for uh, having having me on this uh, this week. This is uh, this was a good time. It's always fun to talk. Uh, anything draft-related, rookie-related, anything fantasy-related. I'm JD. You can find me at Goat District. Any trade questions or player value questions, tag me on it. Uh, shout out to my boy Dan, overhype sleeper with no E, my co-host over at the Goat District. You can find us at any platform. Uh, we got a contest right now for a free $35 best ball entry into an FFPC hashtag always be trading remember to send me a lot of offers anyone in my leagues and uh, on to the next
1: you know uh but before i do that i, I will say this uh john bosch runs some great leagues uh, as does all of our friends scott fish and scott fish is uh, by far one of the great pillars of this community but jd's being a little bit modest he, he is starting to run a series of leagues the goat district leagues and we've got a best ball and i'm in all of them and i, I russ dynasty outhouse runs some great leagues but but jd Run some, so, so there you go, a little goat action. He, he runs some really good leagues in his own right. And uh, I don't think the the Twitter world and the podcast world know enough about him. So check out the Goat District, check out Dan, and then I'm gonna go to Sal Sal. you're uh, you're making some rounds and getting ready to uh, fire the uh, FF Funhouse back up.
2: Yo, know, we'll be getting that rolling again. It might just be me and Kevin for a while because Steve had a new baby, got a new job, and we lost him. We don't know what the hell he is. He's become an adult. So uh, but we will be back right after the draft to review the NFL draft and get heavy into dynasty, and then we get we do a big focus on on redraft as well. And I am churning along on the 2019 SFB Podathon, which uh, pretty much everybody here was on last year. JD paid to be on, didn't make it, so Memphis just took his his spot. But um, we're looking to go bigger. We're looking to get a lot more people on, maybe quicker segments, so we could get more people on. And we're going to do it on Sunday into Monday this year. We're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to start 24 hours before the SFB kicks off and lead up right into the kickoff this year on a Sunday. That way more people can follow throughout with us the whole day when they don't have to go to work. Um, yeah, I hope to be back at Fanball this year. That will probably start up when the season uh, starts up again. i do a nice uh, weekly articles, five articles a week over there with Ryan McDowell and Rob Willett. Um that's pretty much it guys if you're looking for somebody who's just hanging around to come pop pop on your show give me a call
1: yeah check him out he's at leto sal ff on twitter and i busted his chops about always being angry and and being vicious but in all sincerity sal you're a great guy you do a ton for fantasycares.net um you 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 do a lot of good things so appreciate that thank you so so um check out fantasycares.net check out sal and all the good stuff he does and then uh he was our first guest of the off-season way back in January. You had uh, you had Mr. Seth McKinley and uh, his tag team partner, Kyle, couldn't make it tonight due to being on vacation, which is a great reason to miss any podcast. But uh, Seth, anything to add? Are you guys just wrapping up your draft series?
0: Yeah, so um, actually today, uh, Wednesday, uh, we've dropped our uh, promising and uh, precarious player positions uh, pod, which is just talking about where we hope – the players, uh, some players will land and some players won't land. Just uh, the 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 landscape of the NFL right now. Um, we released that a day earlier than our normal Thursday schedule, uh, just to compete with Memphis here. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's uh, it's so that we everybody has plenty of time to listen to it before the draft starts. But uh, yeah, Kyle, honestly, there's only there's two things that would prevent Kyle from being on a podcast like this. One is the fact that he's literally on a plane right now. Uh, so not very good reception to uh, join a call for that. And the second is uh, this vacation is for his wife's birthday. So um, we would he would be deceased if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he tried to do any fantasy football stuff uh, like this. So, uh, no, Kyle's great. Um, please check us out. Our, our podcast is The Fantasy Football Fellas at The FFFellas on Twitter and uh yeah uh it's been a great time tonight uh memphis so thanks for having me on
1: no and, and uh jerry anything to add
3: uh no this is awesome this is always fun it's always fun to have a, a giant group of guys just talk football we yell at each other mostly just seth yells at me but it was good to see everybody else uh, actually I, I lied i lied randy sal who was the guy you were going to pick at the end of the draft
2: I want Kahali Waring and all of my yeah, tight yes. yeah, but- ends. Premium leagues. He's a super freak athlete. The kid is tremendous. He's raw as anything, but he's got such potential. So Fifth round of every draft, he's on my team.
1: And Caleb Wilson. Don't forget Caleb Wilson, tight end out of uh, UCLA. Well, listen, on behalf of all these wonderful guys, and I say that with all sincerity, and uh, on behalf of my co-host, Jerry, I'm Memphis. And uh, remember, we're just trying to make the world a little bit better place to play fantasy football. We will check you out next week. We'll talk about all of our reactions from the NFL draft. Thanks, guys. See you next week.